Oh damn! Who that? That me. Uh, decided I wanted an intro. That's not going to be our permanent intro. Uh, but I was just tooling around real quick. I bought a I bought a Paul Reed Smith a PRS seven string over the weekend and uh, put it to good use. So uh, still uh, still feeling it from having and gone and seen O Sleeper and Convictions and a bunch of other groups, a uh, bunch of metalcore bands. Uh, almost at almost 40 years old, by the way, but I'm the same age as like, Oh, sleepers guys. So whatever uh, <laughs> went on Sunday. So hence no Monday podcast, but we are back with lockdown Wolverines, part of the lockdown podcast network, your team every day. I'm your man on the ground. Isaiah hole publisher of Wolverines wire through USA today, sports media group. And, uh, apparently, uh, an amateur metal guitarist. I mean, very amateur at this point was borderline professional. Back in like 1999, not so much now. Just kind of getting into it, getting the eight string retooled. Can't play the eight string. I'm I'm happy with the seven string purchase. But you guys didn't come here to hear about my musical tastes. Although uh, I wish that I could spend an entire show doing it. And I've gotten some positive responses on Twitter, and Instagram from uh, some fellow uh, metalcore fans, metalheads. I mean, I'm new to the metalcore of it all. But uh, still, more important things going on, though, because you actually have football happening. Michigan football is happening. Fall camp is happening. Uh, While I don't have any inside info there, like I said on the the mailbag show, I don't check in for a little bit. Uh, Might not need to check in as much as I would. I mean, I will. But like we're getting... Josh Gaddis and Don Brown given to us on Wednesday, media availability. Usually we don't get the both coordinators before we get Jim Harbaugh. So both are very forthcoming. So excited to bring some stuff Wednesday evening. will be an evening show so that I can talk about it. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Today we are going to talk about Harbaugh, who went on the uh, Pardon My Take podcast, and he had a couple interesting things to say. Uh, so I want to get into those. Also, uh, I want to do a mix between I did some guys that you shouldn't sleep on. So don't sleep. I know that's like my favorite go to. <laughs> you know, I did it twice, I think, in the spring, like once at the beginning of spring, once at the end of spring. Did another one here now going into fall camp. A little bit of a different uh, slant to it, though. Uh, and then you had uh, you had one player named a pro football focus top 50. Granted, they still have the top 20 to come out with, but you got one guy coming in at 22. You got one considered a Heisman candidate, and I don't think that's uh Big surprise who that is. Uh, and then uh, we'll finish out talking about uh, Quintel Kent leaving the leaving the program, at least for this year. It looks like he uh, left the door slightly open. Shout out to my guy, Eric Lloyd, who corrected me on that. But I'll tell you what I, uh, what I knew, which was basically what the story is. But we will get into that. But first, Jim Harbaugh went on the Pirate and My Take uh, podcast. And he was asked about a litany of subjects. Like, uh, why SpongeBob? Why he loves SpongeBob? Why he feels a kindred there? And uh, people ate that up. Of course, that happens. But uh, the more important, the pertinent things that he had to talk about were uh, were about they were about uh, some of the uh, about some of the football stuff. And the one thing that I thought was really interesting, given that. Uh, Given the way that people have talked about 
how things have gone in the last four years against Ohio State, which, by the way, they've taken things and blown them out of proportion, right? They act like we haven't even been close. Guess what? Michigan was a bad spot away from winning in 2016. 2017, they overachieved greatly, and John O'Corn, unfortunately, did not have a good game, and it didn't end well for Michigan. Also, the defense couldn't hold on. Once Dwayne Haskins came in, they could not stop Ohio State. But they only had two really bad years under the Harbaugh era against Ohio State, which is 15 and 18. But Jim Harbaugh came out and he emphasized that game a little bit uh, when talking to the pardon my take guys. And uh, like he, one of the, the thing that he said that I thought was interesting because we have not heard him say this since he's been in Ann Arbor. Because what made Brady Hoke so so popular among Michigan fans at the beginning? It was because everyone felt that Rich Rodriguez did not get the rivalry. And then you get finally to the rivalry or get to you get to Brady Hoke. Sorry, there's a bunch of background noise happening outside, and I can't. I'm, it's distracting me, and I apologize. But the you know Brady Hoke pounded on that on the podium and said the most important game on that schedule, and that changed everyone's demeanor when it comes to, came to you know the rivalry. And then he delivered in year one, and people praise him still for it, which he took advantage of a Ohio State team in flux, which is good. But Jim Harbaugh hasn't had the luxury of facing an Ohio State team in flux until maybe now, right? He he had to come in and face one that just came off of winning a national championship. He had to to face one that went to the college football playoff, unfortunately in Michigan's spot. But still, it's a completely different animal that Jim Harbaugh's had to face. But he's always kind of had this demeanor when we talked to him. Like, yes, he said, no, it's not the same. You know, he said, no, no, the game is not the same. But usually it's just been like, oh, you know, we respect them just like we respect every other team. It was like talking to Donovan Peoples-Jones during his recruitment, right? Yeah, that's a, it's a really good game, but so, are, so is every other game. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it was a little bit of a different uh, situa- situation on Pardon My Take when he came out and flat out said, listen, that game defines our season. But I agree with what he had to say beyond that, which is, but we have to still pay attention to the other 11 games because we have we have goals, right? Like, our, we have multiple goals. Our goals are to beat Ohio State. Our goals are to beat the other two rivals. Our goals are to win the Big Ten, and our goals are go to the college football playoff. And I think that's the right thing for him to say and the right mindset, right? Like, I understand. There are people that sit there and say, go 8-4, and four, I don't care, just beat Ohio State. No, because you're, those are the same people that are going to be out there whining, complaining, like, yeah, you can beat Ohio State when the stakes aren't high. Where was it when Michigan was going into that game 10-1? and one? You know, you those that's the way he can't win. So it, it's he's he's right. You have to be able to focus on the season as a whole. you got to take every opponent with – Treat them all with respect. One of the, it's one of the things that Jamie Morris said that Bo Schembechler used to do. Like, yeah, they used to do a lot of work for Ohio State, but they would. He said that the weeks that they had to play like the Indianas of the world. Uh, I know they didn't play Rutgers, but you know if, if they had to play a team like Rutgers, that was those were the weeks they went the hardest. Bo made them go much harder for some of those types of games, and in a way, that's kind of what Jim does in the sense of every opponent gets the same respect. Now, you have to figure out a way to differentiate Ohio State compared to some of the uh, some of the others, right? You can't just go into that week being like, all right, it's the same. 
Because, like I told you before, that was kind of how things had gone in the past. But it's the first time I that I know of that he's come out and said something like that. That that game is season-defining. So that's good news. Uh, the next thing uh, that he said is that he's not in favor of players sitting out bowl games. And I kind of agreed with PMT commenter, uh, PFT commenter rather, that uh, when he said, listen, I see, I can see it both ways. But Jim Harbaugh said like, hey, it's you hurt your legacy by sitting out. You know, you, you hurt your legacy. And here's the thing that really resonated with me that he said about it. He said, and I have it up here. And here's the quote. It says, yeah, I do. I think it hurts their legacy too. Just what they're about. A competitor is going to compete. They're going to go out there and compete. Everyone talks about it. They're a competitor. I'm a competitor. I'm going to compete at anything. I'll compete at golf. I'll compete at tiddlywinks. I hear people say that all the time. Although I don't know that people are saying all the time that they compete at tiddlywinks, but whatever. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but then they actually don't go play in a football game. And to me, now you have a problem with who you are as a competitor and your legacy. I 100% agree with that. But I also know, like, guys like Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush, who, you know, said he wasn't cleared medically to play. I, you know, they watched firsthand, they watched Jake Butt go from being a, at worst, second-round pick to a fifth-round pick. That's their money. That's their livelihood. PFT commenter mentioned, like, yeah, money's involved. And Harbaugh's like, hey, I'm not demeaning anybody, but this is, you know, you ask me what I think, that's what I think. And I don't think that's a, that's a wrong stance. I, and I, But I also don't think that it's necessarily be all end all like I've come on here and I've defended Rashawn Gary I've defended Karan Higdon and I think when you are in a second tier which unfortunately the New Year's six beyond the college football playoff especially if your expectations are what Michigan's were Michigan was an Ohio State a win from being in the college football playoff it is not the same so uh in that case it's a second tier situation and I know there's a lot of people that don't agree with me on that but it is but I also agree with I, – I think both things can be true, right? I think it's the right move to sit if you're going to be a high first-round draft pick. And really, that's it, first-round draft pick. Beyond that, maybe second. But beyond that, like, okay, no. I mean, you probably got to play. Because first-round draft pick, you have, uh, you know, you have nowhere to go but down. But you also could go up unless you're the number one overall guy. But it also says something about you about as a player if you do that. I don't have all the answers is all I'm saying. I, I agree with both. And that sounds awfully arbitrary, but uh, I do. I agree kind of with both stances. So, Anywho, let's move on. Uh, we have uh, much more to talk about. Like I said, uh, and let me see where are we at here. Breakout players, that's what it is. Uh, my memory is really short today because I am very tired. Uh, just still out of whack after again that super amazing concert people really need to get no sleeper i know that's not uh, the thing that people are are gonna do but still if your company wants to reach a upscale male audience then your company's ad should be running right here on this podcast get your company connected with this audience email i hole i-h-o-l-e at usatoday.com to get more details about increasing your business All right, let's continue on more Locked On Wolverines podcast. Uh, up next, we are going to discuss uh, Quintel Kent leaving the program. Probably not going to have a lot to say there. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, we'll just talk about it at least briefly. Um, at least leaving the team this year is what I mean to say. But uh, first, before we'll do that, I want to do breakout players in two different ways. Number one, I want to get into the my sleepers. I did six sleeper candidates, guys that uh, it's like, hey, don't sleep on these guys. But I did it with a little bit of a twist. I did it with this idea that, uh, in here, how did I phrase it? Because I don't even remember. And it's going to make noise. I, there's nothing I can do. Don't yeah, know where. See, I can't, I can't get my site to not make noise when it's an ad. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, make sure I'm still recording. I am. But, like, it, it's like those guys that, uh, that I think, you know, people aren't hyping enough. That's the, how I meant it. Like, it's not like an inside intel thing, but, it, and it's not, it's not like before I've done these sleeper pieces and it's like, these are the guys that I'm kind of hearing behind the scenes, you know, that are kind of moving up, you know, or that I have just credible intel in general. And this is a little bit different because these are guys that I think are, that just aren't getting enough. They're not talked about enough, right? Uh, and it starts on the defensive line. And I know people usually expect me to say Luigi Villain, but this time it's not. It's freshman Chris Hinton. Because I think it's really weird that Michigan's got a five-star in the 24-7 sports composite. And it's like nobody cares. Because people freaked out when he committed. And it's like almost like he's been committed for so long. And then Daxton Hill broke everyone's heart and then got back in the fold. And then they just... Suddenly, it was like, oh, yeah, if we we got two five-stars in this class. It seems like we only got one. I, I don't know. But, you know, position and need, defensive line, interior defensive tackle, right? Like, interior defensive line, rather. Defensive tackle. Like, isn't that the type of guy you got to be excited about? That he's, you know, like I've always said, five-stars are kind of like uh, first-round NFL draft picks. You expect them, unless there's a quarterback position, you expect them to play right away. I, I feel no different. I think that Chris Hinton will get to play right out the gates, just like Mozzie Smith will, because he's been uh, on campus. Now, I, I guess I could come to you tomorrow and be like, well, Don Brown said no. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's what I anticipate. Uh, True Wilson's another name, which is kind of funny, because Harbaugh names the starter, and I, here I am, I'm saying he's a sleeper, because I think I read something, which was it? I can't remember what it was, but I think it was uh, Sports Illustrated's top preseason top 25 that they came out with. They had Michigan at 11, by the way. And uh, I, I, it was like, I think it was that. It might have been something else. I read a couple, a bunch of different stuff, and I aggregated a bunch of different stuff on Wolverine's Wire. You can check it out on wolverineswire.usatoday.com, by the way. But uh, there, was, uh, there was something where it said, like, yeah, Christian Turner is probably your starter. Not Christian Turner, probably Zach Charbonnet. If not him, Hassan Haskins. And it was like, where, where's Drew Wilson? And, I, and I'm thinking more so in the terms of fan hype, right, though. Not that. But, like, Drew Wilson, I like I understand. He's not the flashy name. He's the former walk-on. Just converted to a running back. But, like, he played so well when he was asked to play last year. And I understand that that's, like, people want the flashy names and everything like that, but they're going to get their chance, but I think True Wilson is also going to. Um, aside from that, uh, I had, uh, this was actually the last one. I'm going off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the article, but uh, 
Uh, Jameric Woods was a guy that I put out on there because like it was kind of more of the, hey, we're all talking about Dax, but Jameric's coming into his third year. He's got some ability. I've heard some really good things about him coming out of spring, and that was some inside intel type stuff. And I, I think that Jameric Woods can still be a player, even if Dax does get the start, which I, which I really think will happen. But I think that, you know, they can platoon. Speaking of platooning, that's Cam McGrone. Five-star according to 24-7 Sports. I know that was the only service that had him as a five-star, but he they got to see him a lot because he lives, he played in Indianapolis, and Steve Wiltfong is from Indianapolis. I, I've mentioned this on the show before I've many a time. I've gone, I went to one of his games, and I was blown away. Really, really good player. Kind of incredible. Uh, let's see, did I have another offensive player? I feel like I had another offensive player. All right, that's going to be it for that anyway. Um, but the other thing that, I, you know, you got two other guys to talk about. People aren't, and this is a guy that's kind of has been a sleeper. And thank you, email. This is another guy that's been a sleeper. Is uh, Mike Dana, the transfer from uh, from Central Michigan. Now, I want to see him do it now that he'll be going up against Big Ten competition because there's a big gap I think between well not a big gap right because like but there is a gap I, I'm not going to sit there and say that playing Nebraska last year is a, like a heck of a lot different than playing you know Toledo it probably wasn't but uh heck a Mac team beat am I right or do they not play Akron Nebraska I don't remember nonetheless um uh, Nebraska had a couple embarrassing losses, but still. You got to see it in the Big Ten. But he, he's got, you know, a better staff to work with. And uh, the, the reason why I bring him up is because Pro Football Focus is releasing 10 per day of their top 50 players. They got into the, the 30 to 21 range. Mike Dana's number 22, the only Wolverine so far on the list. I don't know who, I think there's going to probably be at least one more Wolverine on their list. I would guess Levert Hill. Maybe Nico Collins, because they seem to tout them. I don't know if Shea will make their top 50. I haven't seen them really doing a lot with Shea, as far as the graphics they release. But Mike Dana grades out to them as the 22nd best player, returning player. That's a pretty solid pickup, even though he hasn't been proven yet. So there's that. And then on top of that, you have... uh, on top of that, you you have Shea Patterson, who uh, Phil Steele, the college football guru who has Michigan running the gauntlet. And when I say the gauntlet, I mean the entire season. Expects them to go the entire distance this year. Incredible, by the way. Uh, so... He, he thinks Shea Patterson's the tied for third in Heisman voting. He thinks that's where it will be. He says or the Heisman odds, rather. He thinks Shea Patterson will have be in contention for the Heisman. Naturally, Trevor Lawrence is number one in his book. But uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm I, I know we're just kind of still going off of speculation here on the podcast, but we're about to be able to start talking about some real stuff tomorrow. When we after we've talked to Josh Gaddis and Don Brown and 
And I feel like I'm not rehashing the same things that I've been rehashing all summer. Because it's here. If you're not excited, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Because there are just so many different great pieces. And hey, you know one of the other things that Jim Harbaugh said? And I know we talked about him in segment one. I'm going to bring this into segment two real quick before we before we move on. He said he he says this off, this defensive line is going to surprise people. And he says this is the fastest defensive line we've had. That is super high praise considering the types of players he had. Remember, Harbaugh is not a hyperbole guy. Harbaugh has never really been that hyperbole guy. So when he says something like that, that's usually pretty good. Because, you know, twenty going to 2017, he was not giving this team much praise in the offseason. You could tell he was not excited about what he was bringing back. You could just absolutely tell. All right, let's finish up. Do you have a smartphone with a voice assistant or even better, one of those smart speakers like an Amazon Echo, Google Home, or Apple HomePod? Or do you have that type of capability in your car? Well, if you do, just tell your voice assistant to play Locked on Wolverines and go from there. With a new episode every weekday, it's as simple as that to stay connected, and you can do it with the help from the technology right in your car, your home, or even your hand. Remember, play Locked on Wolverines. All right, finishing up, we'll just talk for a couple minutes on this. It will be weirdly one of our lighter shows, unless suddenly I find six minutes in this, which y'all know me. I probably will. <laughs> oh, I don't think I will, but yeah, um, I had uh, I had some people that, uh, that I frequently discuss things with about Michigan that uh, I, there's only a handful of people that uh, I'm not connected with that are fans that I just kind of let, you know, reach out to me because they provided me some credible Intel that actually doesn't have anything to do with Michigan before. And, uh, so, so what ended up happening was, uh, what happens is sometimes they come to me with a rumor and I'm like, yes or no, or whatever. So they had come to me with the rumor before, like it would really hit the ma- major airwaves that, uh, someone wasn't going to be able to play and said that the speculation is that it's Giles Jackson. So I checked with my sources and they told me, no, it's not Giles Jackson. Giles Jackson's good. He's fine. But all I knew was an offensive player. And then I checked with my actual sources and they told me it was, uh, they told me it was Quinzel Kent. Uh, though, uh, I did not have a pre-write ready cause I'm not always a smart man when it comes to that. <laughs> I probably could have done it, but and then I should have seen it the night that he posted it, but instead I was, it was the you know I was just got back from O Sleeper about the time that he uh, that he did, and I was too like revved up from the concert, and I was more you know like going you know reading up on some of this stuff because like I said I'm not normally a metalcore guy, and you know I'm I was I come from the era of new metal and whatever it's embarrassing now. I've I've I come to grips with that limp biscuit is now an abomination. Okay. Um I digress. <laughs> but the uh Yeah, so then I finally saw that he announced the the next morning when I rose at the crack of nine thirty or whatever it was, because like I said, I was out late and it's unfortunate because he's you know that they have you have several guys coming in from that program. St. Lakewood, is that the name of it? in uh, Ohio, you know, cause you also got Caden Colasar and Jordan Castleberry and 
uh, you know, coming from there. He almost had another one, but if I'm not mistaken, but he ended up going to, uh, he ended up going somewhere else. Oh, he was just hanging with them. But nonetheless, you got three guys from there. But it's disappointing that to see that like there's a health situation that keeps him out. That's not what you want to hear, you know. Got you know, it sounds. Of course, I don't know what it is because they, they can't. You know, I'm not going to ask them what it is because they're they should they should not tell me because that's against uh, everything that uh, ever you know all that type of stuff stands for. So, uh, but you know, they said, hey, it's in. It sounded pretty finite, but again, he left the window open, so we'll see. You're right. Like I wrote it, the the piece saying it like that. It's pretty finite, and like I said, shout out to Eric Rose or Eric Lloyd for correcting me, saying like, "Hey, that's not what he said," because I was just kind of going off of my intel. But you know, it sounds like maybe the door's open for next year. Maybe if you can get whatever it is straightened out. But it's really a shame. Michigan will of course be fine. It's the deepest position they recruited. But I don't care about any of that when it comes to, you know, seeing a young man have to uh, deal with this type of thing. It, you know, it's it's similar in a way to something like Grant Newsom, except for Grant Newsom actually got to taste it, right? Got to play and then found out, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. So it's a shame. Uh, sad to hear it. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, but he's still going to stay at Michigan. You can get his degree and do all that if he wants to do that. Or he can go the route of like Benjamin St. Just and see if he can get cleared somewhere else. But obviously it depends on the condition. That's that. Tomorrow, Josh Gaddis, Don Brown. I'm sure I'll cut up some clips and you'll hear from some and we'll we'll talk about whatever the big topics that they have for sure. Uh so anyway, for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. You can find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at on Wolverines, Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. Uh, find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts, or online at wolverineswire.usatoday.com, where we post our daily podcast every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. This was Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.